Welcome back to Making Connections, the show where a guest and I take a deep dive into a newly released machine video by reacting to it, then overanalyzing it literally frame by frame. In this episode, we're taking a look at 8-Ball Machine by myself. And joining us on the show today, we have the RGM Guy 01. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. So, for those of you who don't know how this show works, uh, one of us has not yet seen this video. And this is my video, so in this case, that's Chase. Um, so if you're ready to start, we can get started with a reaction. Sure thing. All right, do right, you want to do a countdown? Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, okay. It's a nice camera zoom. <laughs> you know it's going to be good when the uh, intro is appended. <laughs> it's my new thing. Ah, it begins with the pull shot. That must have been annoying after a few dozen takes. That's very <laughs> clever. I like that. I like that very much. Okay. When a trick starts out this slow, you really know there's... Oh, those are going to flip out. Okay. Yep. Yep. Wow. I like the way those blocks are connected. I'm assuming that was some sort of... Okay. Okay. Oh, it's going back through. It's the same ball. Okay. Okay, so... Yes, there's a lot of tilting happening here. A lot of tilting, and it's kind of layered tilting. Like, there are things that are tilting on things that are tilting. Okay. This is very intricate. I expected nothing less. That was a really cool snap reaction there. Whoa! I love that. That's definitely Hersher-inspired. No way it isn't. Again. Okay. Yes, yes. I like this. You definitely used a lot of that... Um, that tilting mechanism. Okay, that was really cool. That was that looked Pythagoras esque I will say. And of course the yeah. the pointers. The pointers. That clear plastic guide there got me. Oh wow, they go through the entire machine. That is really impressive. This set itself up. That is good planning. And the clear plastic to direct them, it psychs me out so much. It looks like it's gonna stop when it just keeps rolling. Phenomenal. That was a really clever concept. I didn't even notice it was yes. setting it up. I had no clue. I, I really just had no clue. I mean, like, things were stopping. Balls were stopping at places, you know, but... But the linearity of it well, from that, left that, to right, and then... That gives me some perspective, actually, because that is, obviously, now that you realize it, the whole premise of the machine. But it turns out, I guess, it's not as immediately obvious as I expected. Well, I was... So that's interesting. I was definitely, you know, paying attention to other things. And now, like, in retrospect, I'm watching it. It's so clear, right? But... Like, you know, every every single billiard ball is, like, but, slowed down and to, like, a single point, but yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of good, actually, is that you don't realize it until the end, and then it's yeah. kind of like this moment of, like, oh my god, you, you realize at the end, like, oh, it's going back through all of them, and then it's a cool realization at the end. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely, it's a good revealer. It definitely works both ways. It's a good revealer. Holy crap. <laughs> I still... Yeah, you're, you're right. You're, uh... You're spot on about the Pitakura Suichi inspired nature of that last trick there. Of course, I mean, you see one of those little carts, they only have them in Japan for transmitting the small piles of ore <laughs> to the mines. Okay. Oh, wow. There you go. Alright. Yeah. Okay. So that was an interesting reaction. Yeah, like I said, I didn't, I didn't expect um, the whole concept to be quite as hidden as I guess it was. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, cool. I, I'm not I'm not good at picking up on these things. I suspect somebody more perspective, perceptive like Joel probably would have caught it. But no, I was like, huh, what are the billiard balls? 
doing. Yeah, you can just the minute the, the, the entire machine is a minute twenty-five, uh, like from the moment the pool shot happens till it goes into the cup at the end. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll let you just walk through it, and I'll kind of follow along and point out things as we go. Yeah, it'll be like a tour. Yeah. Okay, I started. We have our pool shot. Um, interesting use of yeah, barriers. Yeah, so right away, right away there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, I, I'm curious to know if you're... Like, if, like, take a moment to just think about how I pulled this shot off. And I'm wondering if you'll pick up on, like, the one glaringly obvious in retrospect aspect about this. I mean, you only have so many hands. Okay, yeah, so that's exactly right. So I need one hand to be in frame, one hand to operate the pool cue, it's and a one fake hand to obviously hold it's the camera. It's a fake camera. hand. It's, it's not be. a fake hand. It's gotta no, be a, a fake hand. hand. No, your hand is fake. Your left hand is <laughs> fake, is what I'm saying. No, you're right, though. I see it move out of frame now, which is upsetting, because I thought it was a fake hand. Um, I mean, you, you're holding the camera... And it's like yeah, so that's that's the other thing. Yeah, so there are three options essentially: is you fake one out of the three. You can either fake the hand holding the camera, fake the hand in frame, or fake the hand operating the pool cue. It's um, the the, yeah. the hand operating the pool cue seems like the most likely. But yeah, I don't know what you like strap this to your chest or something. Like I I, I mean you're moving forward with it. So, right. So I uh, let me see if there's a good. Take a look at. Let me find a good good um, time frame timestamp. Oh, there's a box. Ooh. I see it. No, I see it. At like one fifty seven. Yeah. So a if box. you go to a little bit later in the machine, you'll see the box there, and it's yeah. it's intentionally hidden uh, because I wanted it to be somewhat mysterious. Um, a but black box. It, <laughs> yeah, one of those mysterious black boxes. So you can maybe guess how it works, but it's operated just by uh, pulleys, or not? Not really. Well, kind of pulleys. There are pulleys involved, but it's really two wheels. Uh, on either side of the stick, and they kind of like push it through, sort of like um, oh, the mechanism for like, oh, it's a, automatically a operated. Is it like by not by motor? No, it's not by motor. No, it's I have pulleys that go down to the floor, and then I'm operating a foot pedal. <laughs> that is advanced. <laughs> that is pretty cool behind the scenes stuff. I like that kind of thing. Sort it's of really, like, yeah, it's like the lime it's juice. Neat. It's like the lime juice here. So, if you go to like. 30 seconds into the video, you can see one of the strings there. And you can see it go down to the yep. the ground. I see it now. You can even see a little bit of the pulley there as well. Ah, you yes. You see both of them. It's a connects pulley, yeah. Strings. On the left side of the box, yeah. yep. And I'm wondering now, if you go to the overhead shot... I did, that's what I was looking at. I can no. see the pulley. I can see the pulley in the overhead shot. Yeah, that's a good angle, actually. But there's another angle that's maybe towards the... And uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll find it eventually. But I'm, I'm I thought there was one where you could actually see the floor pedal as well. Um, no, it doesn't look like it. But there, I have enough uh, behind the scenes extras uh, footage of it, so you'll see it there. Um, but yeah, that's the big thing about that first shot is I'll, I imagine that when you first watched it, it didn't even occur to you. It just looks natural. Of course not. I was just like, yeah, he made the pull shot, and then his cameraman moved around. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I wanted to. That's exactly what I wanted. That's why I hit it too, because I didn't yeah. want it to be obvious. I wanted it to be completely unnoticeable, and it, I didn't want it to set off any alarm bells in your head of like that looks a little off to me. I wanted it to look exactly like a human would oper operate a pool cue, which is and that was key too, is because like I could have 
you know, like you said, uh, like done something where I attached it to my hip or, or something like that, or made some kind of machine that like, uh, you know, maybe knocked weights off the table to like move it or somehow, but it just wouldn't look like a natural motion, you know, so I, it needed to be human operated so that I could do the, the kind of like a couple of like those test pushes too, where it's like aim, you know, you know, like go forward, forward, and then shoot. Yep. Um, yeah. You did accomplish we that. Move on. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, first a, time. A ton of arts and crafts too in this machine. Like that's we'll we'll talk about that too. But a, a ton of arts and crafts, like covering felt. the plank of wood with the yeah. green felt and like decorating this wood dowel to look like a pool cue, and you know even just putting the the black paper over the uh, the black box there and like cutting them all to size and putting the holes in the right place that the pulleys could go through. Yeah. Just it's when you're getting advanced arts in your and it's definitely more theme-focused than yeah. previous machines, for the most part. Um, yeah. I, bought, I bought way too much felt. <laughs> you bought too much felt? Way too much felt. Uh, well, felt cute. Might dispose of later. So, let's see. The the <laughs> There's a base between those two pencils, and it's like those pencils are just barriers, which betrays me. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll allow it. Where where's this base you're talking about? Oh, uh, the the blue base uh, for the for the cue ball, the black or for the black ball, the the eight ball. On its second, it's yeah. like its second its second track. It's not it's not. I'm yeah. realizing the base is not involved. It's just the finger hanging down there, right? The eight ball never touches the yeah. the blue part of the finger. Yeah, so it is on the pencils. It's just suspended. Yeah, so it's. Like they're really far apart, so that it does that kind of over rotation sort of thing. And yep. that was only because. So here, the story behind this is the reason that there are rails there at the beginning and not just track is that when the when the track goes up and the finger comes up, it has to go through that space. So it actually goes through where the rails are. Mm -hmm. uh, so it needed to be rails, and I also it, it it kind of accomplishes two things here too because I'm having to run around the entire table in a few split seconds just so that I can get a good angle of the next thing that's happening. So the rails also accomplish that by being far apart so that it really slows down the rotation. Oh, everything's designed with its own purpose in mind. That's fair. Yeah, you go you go through a full on 80 degrees right there, yeah. Yeah, it took a couple of tries, and by a couple I mean close to 50, before I felt really comfortable doing that move <laughs> while keeping everything you know, smooth and in focus without losing focus of the, the motion. Yep. So this was that trick that I was talking about in the, I think I mentioned it in, in one of our chats, is the, I needed some object to put at the end of this kind of swinging thing that would be like a pusher or a poker of some kind. I eventually just broke down and bought these, you know, like kindergarten, preschool pointer devices that you'd use yeah. to, like, you know, point at whatever numbers colors, shapes, whatever. I I'm sure you learned useful. a lot about numbers, colors, and shapes. I did learn a lot. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. This is a really interesting trick. I'm like, right now, I'm just watching it over and over. Like, I, mean, I see it's counterweighted. There's there's definitely something hanging off the table. I love the way that the ball, it rolls, it rolls to the end so perfectly. It's on top of a purple thing that now becomes a base for it to sit on, and then it kicks, it's kicked out by its own momentum. Like, it's being, mm. you know, it's like being punished for its own actions. Anyway, this is this is very <laughs> metaphorical, but uh, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. It, I like that. I also like that nothing starts moving until it 
goes into that position. It's yeah. Like smoothly, it smoothly transfers the motion. Like one thing ends, and the next thing starts. Because it just just gets right over that fulcrum, and that's all it needs, really. And I love it. The uh, yeah. the 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 uh, the transparent like plexiglass, like um, that the uh, finger is sliding on that ramp that slides up mm -hmm. on, makes this this trick really smooth. Because otherwise, I can imagine it would be a lot jerkier. Oh yeah. Um, it's still pretty jerky. I'm not like completely satisfied with the the top part of the device. It really shakes back and forth um, quite a bit. There is that shock absorber there on the edge of the table. That's what that yellow rod is that kind of slides down. That helps a little. But overall, it's still shakier than I would have preferred if I could design it in an ideal world. Oh, is that the uh, is that for the, the counterweight? The counterweight's attached to that yellow rod. It's what? The, the falling counterweight is attached to that yellow rod as well, is what you're saying? Right, yeah. Got it. Yeah, so it's attached to, it goes obviously through the pulley as well, but then once it kind of reaches a, a point where it's no longer needed, it it starts pulling on that connects rod to slow it down, so it's not quite as jerky towards the end. Yeah, society has progressed beyond the need for shock absorber. Um, what is the magnet on the red domino for? The magnet where? On the red domino. Is it just to support it underneath the falling the falling platform that the ball rolls on? That is one of the few instances of tricks overlapping and kind of taking up more space than like t taking up crossing over and overlapping. So should I just uh, not so worry that about correlates... it? Correlates. Oh, it's gonna yeah. That's well, gonna go can... with the uh, the tilting board later. Yeah, I see it now. I see it. Yeah, you can see the other red magnets. Yeah, I forgot that that board tilted, which is funny because <laughs> that board really do tilt. Um, so yeah, yeah. So this is another. I mean, this this the eight ball trick. I, I tend to refer to each of the tricks by which ball they go with instead of coming up with names like tilting finger pusher or whatever. This is just the solid eight. I path. can't imagine why. So this is like solid eight path and striped nine path and whatever. But the solid eight path to me is one of those tricks that seems really really simple, and but yet seems kind of novel at the same time, like no one's really done this exact motion before, which is the perfect opening trick, in my opinion. You always want to start a machine with something that feels fresh, but also new in its own way, without being too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I, again, I love the way this, the, the motion's incorporated, but it's just like that, that path falling into place neatly where it's needed, you know? Like, so much so that you don't really notice it. Like, the ball flips up, and that path is there for it. And you're like, oh, that was always there, right? You know. Oh yeah, the the falling yeah like blue, yep card thing, yeah, falling blue card. I love those thing. yellow turns too. What are those so yellow turns? They're from a uh, Hot Wheels, it looks like, but not. Uh, they're from a, a game that was like a an, a five sports in one mini table thing, and that was the corner that you would have to install if you wanted to do the ice hockey. I see, ice hockey. <laughs> so, we're entering into one of the first of. 10, I think, of these holding cells, as I've come to call them. Call them holding the, cells. Um, <laughs> it's this entire module where it kind of rolls onto the sloped domino and then through the two red connects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, side, you definitely completely compartmentalize it. Yeah, you're right. You've got it down to a module for sure. Yeah, so that module is repeated every single time in different colors to correlate to the ball color, but it's the same every time. And then same with the... Uh, the white shock absorber on the other side too, like the thing that it hits as it goes into its station. Yeah. What is that shock? Uh, I, I know what the shock absorber is, but what is it mounted on? Is that a die? 
It's one of those counting blocks that you'd see in like kindergarten or preschool. They're also used for the corners. Well, wow, learned the a lot. Turns. I see that. Yeah, you learned a lot building this. I, <laughs> I really did. I find that a lot of um, like kids' toys are especially useful in machines, which isn't all that surprising, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're the kind of things you'd use for like learning ones and tens. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember these. Whatever. I remember these. Yeah. Uh, can so never figure them out. That's a jank turn, by the way. I will say that turn that eight ball goes around, that where it's just on top of those two stacked dominoes, just kind of. St- I mean, I, it's good at absorbing the shock and slowing the ball down, but it stresses me out to see the ball just bounce between the the corner of that support and the, the light connects rod before settling onto its path. I keep watching yeah, it over like, and over. <laughs> there's a there are a couple of examples of uh, balls that really come in at an angle and they have to really take advantage of those guide rails and it's like you can almost like hear the glue ripping off the table but yep it's not it's not that it's not that bad it's not that the bad it's not never bad. failed yeah no, I, never failed. I can imagine it was reliable it just it just looks funny just bouncing um and i love okay, the way well, that okay that that i will say i'll stop you there you're very wrong about that the fact that it looks reliable this particular it. one you're right it is but the all the other ones, no, not even close. Well, I haven't looked They're, at the other ones yet, my dude. So fair perhaps enough. I can see uh, something. The other, that you the other modules failed. That was one of the major failure points in the whole machine. Like that would be one of the major risks. Must be frustrating. Must be frustrating to have oh something my God, so yeah. trivial fail when there's such other stuff that could just be failing. You know? Or don't you wish the other things failed too? you're telling me but yeah it's so incredibly frustrating when it goes in and then just like somehow falls out at the last like where are you getting that sideways momentum from i don't understand it's so frustrating uh but it's probably the rotation of the earth it's got to be something like that honestly i couldn't figure it out i tried tons of different things to try to but i mean at the end of the day you're trying to balance a pretty heavy ball with quite a bit of momentum on two very thin like almost toothpicks yeah, they, they, they taper. Together. They really do taper. Yeah. So, I do like the way this shock observer lines up perfectly with that connects release. Very <laughs> satisfying. Very satisfying. And that That's thing that thing is so it's just so free to rotate. It just it gets that, that little tap and just spins all the way around. It makes me so happy to see it so free. It makes me happy too because it has to. Because think about how the boards rotate when they flip. Yeah, it's it gotta get out of the way. That space. Yes. So that ball goes down. Mm-hmm. Ball down. This is another... Okay, okay, there are a couple of things that just happened. It it hit a couple of releases, so... Yeah, the, uh, the actual connection system back here is not easy to see, and I will say that's intentional, um, and we'll maybe get to that as well, but uh, the motion of the boards is really what I want the viewer to pay attention to and really be surprised by, hopefully. Well, yeah, no, this is beautiful. I love the way it leaps frogs right over that that bar. Like, that bar is there just to... It's almost like it's there just to demonstrate... No, it's it's to keep the bottom one up, right? So it doesn't hit the ball. I'm assuming. Well, yeah, so the entire structure is is based on a Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. So, uh, the ribbons underneath... uh, It's... That's what a that's what allows the weird kind of double hinged motion where it looks like the hinges on the right side of the 
the whole system, and then suddenly it collapses, folds in half, and then whoop, the hinge suddenly magically teleports to the left side, and then it yeah. unfolds from the I'll, left side out. I'll never understand the Jacob's Ladder. Like, I feel like I could, but I, I do not understand it. It's just beyond. <laughs> it's just beyond. It's like a it's, it's like a Mobius strip, but like if it was distressing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the trick I was talking about. I think I said something on Twitter about this about um, reintroducing a concept to the community that hasn't really been taken to its full potential yet. It, uh, the idea of something along the lines of a Jacob's Bladder has been done a couple of times. Uh, that's the main principle behind the block shifting trick from Trickshot Machine. Mm-hmm. That's how they're able to move in that weird diagonal way. No, yeah, I remember that. The, the diagonal boys. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Joel did a pretty straightforward version of a Jacob's Ladder trick at Reactica last year by mm-hmm. just using a Jacob's Ladder toy. Um, but I'm interested to see if people can kind of take this a step further and really start playing around with cool motions where the hinge will, like, teleport around and stuff. Because this is only. This is only two blocks tied together, basically, so imagine what you could do with three or four. Yeah, I'm looking... Not to mention there's plenty of other stuff you could do with two as well. Yeah. And I see you have, to facilitate this Jacob's Ladder, you have a flexing parallelogram behind the board. Um, Yep. And... I'm looking at it, and there's there's, there's like a, a bit of sky rail underneath. That's what probably is happening in that time where like I see... I see the ball roll over that lever, which releases a lever on the back, which I'm assuming releases something. A ball? Something that will release a ball that goes down that sky rail. Because I see the ball go that go down that sky rail. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the, the nine ball rolls over the little lever. The other lever is weighted so that it falls away. Um, and you can't see it, but there's a... Um, I've called it a pre-toppled domino, where it's kind of already leaning. So it's pulling via a string. It's pulling that lever downwards, the lever, the the orange connector lever. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, so when it falls, yeah, it, it, when it falls. I, I see what you're saying. When the when the when the uh, when the ball rolls over the lever, the lever releases what's been holding it up, and now it can fall. The domino pulling that lever can fall, and that lever goes fully upright. Right. Yeah, um, and then the pre-topple domino is allowed to fall further, which does two things. It pulls that um, the orange connector lever up, so it's completely vertical. Yep. And it pulls a string to release that ball that you're seeing, and that's what that's what rolls down the sky rail to release the lever. That must have been a pain to set back up. I got used to it. It was a little bit annoying at first, um, and then I added the structure with the the felt platform thing, which was. But it's open at the bottom, so I could actually reach through the base and get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the reason that's such a strange, weird, overly complicated connection is just because there's so many limitations as to where you can put a transition there. But essentially, I just needed to make the yellow ball somehow release the lever to flip the boards. And, and this was the best I could come up with because there's so little room. Everything's so limited. You can't put anything above it because that would interfere with where the boards go. And you can't put anything to the side because that would interfere with where the flexing parallelogram structure is. You can't even put anything really below because if you look at it, you can see that that second board dips down a little bit. And that takes up pretty much all that space. So that you yep. can't put anything down there. 
So my only option was to put something in the tiny little gap between the flexing parallelogram and the boards, which is why that that lever has to be in that perfectly vertical position. Uh, yeah, for, for things to, to move past it. Oh, that's really oh wow! Watching that is satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it passes over. It almost looks like it just passes through it. Like it just it just yeah. goes through. It like no clips through that uh, through that entire structure. Um, <laughs> and then you know. A, a cool subtle detail is that that other lever that's supporting the other end and the, the one that falls away you know what I'm talking about that also has to fit through oh no, well, no that one's that one's attached, that one's attached, it's attached to, to the flexing yeah. parallel yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the only way there's other there's I was other way, yeah. yeah that was one of that was a, a decision that I held off on for a really long time because I envisioned in my head there's no way I can make this look good it's just gonna look really janky yeah, because having and levers on levers, <laughs> no. Well, it's kind of a, it's like a diagonal lever, and it doesn't even, and it would like have to travel with the structure too, so it would be like flailing all over the place as it's moving, which yeah. I thought would be pretty distracting. And it's attached, but it's anchored to that domino too, that pulls it out of the way at the end. Was, oh. It was pretty much the only way to do it, and because of the filming angle, you don't see it much after to, after it fulfills its main purpose. You fool. So I, w I ended up being fine with it. it. It works. Yeah. You fool, though. I'm watching it from above so I can see it, and I'm disgusted by it. I'm just, it's, it's completely fine. <laughs> well, there's also that string there, too, that it's attached to. Right, because it, it pulls out of the way. It pulls out of the way. It's really It pulls it out of the way, yeah, because yeah. it, it, would it would fall onto the exact spot that the pre-topple domino is taking up. Yep. And if it was just left to kind of flail around at random, it, in some tests, it would just pr it would impale it practically and break the string. So hmm. I had to like pull that end out of the way. So, oh my god! It was I was lucky enough that I was able to mostly hide it and keep everything small, nothing too distracting or time-consuming to set up or space-consuming. Mm -hmm. I will say, um, the lever release is very nice. I like how the ball rolls over it instead of pushing a lever. That's something that you don't see much these days. Um, oh, the, the release after the sky rail. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying the, the release, the initial release of all this. Um, but Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that the nine ball rolls over. Sure, yeah. Yep. Yep, but anyway, yeah. it's just a nice little system. I'm watching it over and over again. It's very, very clever. Um, and I like the way yeah. the flip triggers the train by pushing it, if I'm correct. Right, yeah. So as it, it basically is a mirrored image motion uh, from the other side. So when you see it start to move, it kind of the first board dips down underneath. So you can imagine on the other side it's doing the same thing. It's dipping down underneath, and that's what kind of pushes it forward as it rises back up to its flat oh. position. Yeah. It's just all on all sides of that red platform. Like that Jacob's ladder is just on all sides of it. It's above it and like yeah. below it, into like in front of it and behind it. You know, so. Yeah. So I think what intrigued me the most about the Jacob's ladder concept, or this motion in particular, is that both of the boards stay in the same orientation. Like they're still facing the same direction, right? So yep. it's kind of it's tough to like visualize exactly how it unfolds in your mind which I was really excited by, because I'm like, oh, I could do something really cool. Because you typically imagine something 
when it flips underneath and then kind of comes out the other side, you would imagine it's that it would rotated or something. Be, it would be opposite. It would come yeah. out on the opposite well, side. It would be backwards in some way. Well, to be fair, it goes down. It goes like one, two, three, two, one. Like the last one it rolls down is the first one that it, it, it rolled on. So it is right. opposite in yes. some way. Yeah, it's opposite in the sequence. Which is but crazy, what was by the way. Interesting to me, what was interesting to me is that they're still both facing the right way. I know, yeah, yeah. So I, I was expecting... What the, the, the reaction I go for, or a reaction I was hoping you would have, is, is, real, is like all in a couple of split seconds being like, oh, the board is flat. Oh, wait, there's a hinge on it, and it's on the right side. Oh, wait, it's collapsed further, okay. Oh, wait, why is the hinge on the left side now? That must mean everything's inverted. Oh, wait, it unfolded again, and yet everything is still in the same orientation that it started. That's very confusing. That yeah, there are very few, yeah, there are very few ways you can pull off a, a, a track that has moved from one place to another in a way that is not just sliding, that is not just translation. Um, especially because yeah. you, you've switched it so that one component of the track now goes before the other. And it, all of it's done with rotation or with hinging, and it's not done... Uh, you know, in like, oh, the track was on top of a car that rolled from one place to another. So I think that's pretty clever. Uh, I also like the the way the the plexiglass below it really pulls. You know, it's just like the silent, you know, the silent partner in this trick because it's it's supporting the the you know, it's supporting the yeah, parts it of it that needs to be supported. It keeps everything perfectly level once it finally settles in its second position. Yep. Uh, what the heck so is going on? Oh, you're looking at the descending track thing, aren't you? Yeah. It's like the reverse elevator. It's just the friction of a connects rod through a connects connector. Got it. Uh, although it's a modified connects connector, I've I use wire cutters to cut the uh, the bottom uh, support, I guess, like the the connection from the sides, so that it doesn't hold it quite as tightly. It's tough to explain, but it's a uh, it's just enough to like hold it in that position, but not enough to really provide any friction at all. Mm. That's illegal, you know. Oh, there are so many connects pieces that I modified in this machine. Like there are tons that are you're going to jail disfigured. Yeah, I did the same thing for every one of the shock absorbers that the billiard balls hit when they go into their holding cell. Every one of those little gray connectors on the. Uh, that are mounted on the like counting block things all of them have uh, their base connection snipped so that it doesn't uh so it's a little bit uh, looser yeah i've done that accidentally connection. i've done that accidentally to my pieces a lot of them yeah um, i've done it accidentally that's and that's how i discovered that it's kind of actually useful uh, sometimes you want less of a friction you're a monster. less friction in your connection so I've done it on purpose a couple of times now, and I obviously keep them around too because obviously they're going to be useful later. So I have a whole bin of modified connects that have been, you know, cut or broken in some cases uh, in various ways. That's a that's a violation of race rules. Modifying your connects <laughs> it's a four-year ban from the league. So we have another shock absorber compartment. Compartmentalizing yes. this means that <laughs> uh, for the most part it's just the same thing we've already seen. There's nothing new here. Um, yeah, so I think I should. This is a good time to mention now um, that I had three rules when I was building this machine. Um, the first rule 
is that I wanted every billiard ball to have its own discrete section. So that I wanted, basically, like, you could just draw a box around, okay, this is where the, let's say, striped yellow section is. That's where that trick is. And the second part of that rule was that each section could not cross the main center line, the center line being the final billiard ball chain path. Like, that was the... Like, you couldn't cross that border. So each ball has its own section, and that section is on one side or the other of that line. It never crosses it, except for when it switches balls, and then it go, it alternates back and forth across the line. So, like, the, the black ball, the solid eight, starts in front, and then when it goes into its cell, it crosses the line to the other side, then sol or striped yellow is on that side, and when it goes into its compartment, switches to the other side again, and now solid orange is on the, the front side again. Um, and that was... I think the, the reasoning behind it was just that you could clearly see where the middle path was, and it would more clearly draw attention to that, instead of having a bunch of you know, connecting tracks over it, and a bunch of like strings over it, and like dominoes falling on top of it, or around it. It's just clearly demarcating where that that central path is. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's one of the rules. And then the second rule, and this is actually a great time to mention it because this this uh, solid orange is probably the best example of this concept. Uh, the second rule was that I wanted every trick to be as self-powered as possible. So every as much motion in the machine as possible is caused by the billiard balls themselves. There's very little that's caused by secondary connections or secondary levers, secondary string pulls. There's very little like other balls ro rolling around and other tracks for other balls or other strings or other lever releases and other stuff. Pretty much everything that happens is caused by the main billiard ball at the time, whichever one has center stage at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pretty. there's only four other balls in this machine. And the rest are... are and all some of them are balls. very hidden. They're very hidden. Yeah, the one underneath that, the, the, the flipping boards at the beginning, you, you don't even really see it. Yeah. Yep. This is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that the focus is on... You said that was, that was all three rules? Uh, we'll get to the third one. I, I'll mention it so I don't forget it, but the third rule was that there aren't any domino and string connections, like mm -hmm. weight falls off table connections. Yes. Uh, in fact, no, there aren't any weights that fall off the table. Eh, I'll put an asterisk <laughs> I'll put an asterisk next to that rule for now. We'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, none visible at least. Uh, there are pre-off table weights, like weights that are that start off the table and then just get released so that they fall further. Um, but nothing that falls off the table. No dominoes that get pushed and pull a string. No, no weights. No, I guess I don't know what else you'd really pull, push off a table. But I don't. I don't know really why I decided to do that. I think I, what I what I said in the the extras video that I recorded is just that I noticed that I was doing that around halfway through building, and then just decided to turn it into a challenge to see if I could make the whole machine like that. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, there's no ethical reason of, like, I think machines look better this way or anything like that. Well, I mean... Not, not really. The sudden tug of a falling object does 
have its own impacts on the machine. It can also cause vibrations for what it's worth. But you know, a domino string, you're right, is completely <laughs> harmless. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I won't I um, won't justify your irrational idiosyncrasies. Yeah, I, I, I it was I completely agree. It it's totally fine to have a domino and string connection unless it's really far and it gets confusing because it's pulling something really far away. Uh, then I can see why someone would have a problem with that, but just a generic domino and string connection, there's nothing wrong with that. You mentioned vibrations, though, as if I didn't experience vibrations. Well, <laughs> yeah, you did. I've successfully you avoided all vibration triggers. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the bad the, vibes, and he has to deal with them, and that's okay. Uh, so this was um, the a good example of self-powered tricks, right? Mm-hmm. So there are three things happening in this trick uh so there's the main motion of the tube falling and then the track sliding out right that's the main thing uh but also that wooden track the tricks track has to change slope so obviously it's sloped towards the front of the table to allow the orange ball to roll in that direction um, but then you'll see it it kind of rides up on top of that slope so it tilts in the other direction so that's the second thing and then the third is that gate at the end of the track that gets pushed out of the way um, so all three of those things have to happen and maybe if I wasn't challenging myself to make everything self-powered I might have had separate connections for all three of those separate tasks basically so I would have had the ball go through the tube reach the end and maybe it would push a lever to release another ball which would go down this down a, a another track push a domino off and that would be connected to a lever to cause the main motion that maybe that would release the weight to to push it everything into position and then maybe i'd have another string connection and another lever to actually push the track up and then another lever that would pull the the little gate thing out of the way you can pretty much you can picture what that might look like i imagine I built it. <laughs> I built it. Like, in spirit, <laughs> I built that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so have I, obviously. Uh, so the challenge was to see if I could basically do all three of those things uh, operated by the impulse of just the ball itself without any extra strings or extra balls or extra levers or anything. Uh, hmm. And this is how that happens. It's operated... Everything's operated in this trick purely by the placement and the weight of no the ball. No bloatware. Yeah, no bloatware. That's a great way to summarize it. Uh, it's tricks with the philosophy of no bloatware. Yeah. There's going to be... If some, of the, some of us, Lyle, be careful. Some of us, if we get rid of the bloatware, there's no machine left. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, I like the way that the, the... A lot of these are powered by the, the weight of the billiard ball tilting something right here. That's no exception. It tilts it... Um, yeah, you were you were saying that during the reaction that a lot of stuff is somewhat tilting based, and mm-hmm. you're you're right, and that's because that's one of the uh, few, one of the few things that you can do with a ball to cause some kind of motion is you can put its weight, you can shift where its weight is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's how a lot of them are self-powered. Basically, is you make them make some aspect of it tilt, um, and then maybe that could cause a lever to shift out of place or something, and that's what releases the next thing, but. Is there yeah, something? A lot of them are tilting based. Is there something attached to the bottom of the wooden track that fits into the slot between those two dominoes, the red dominoes? Uh, no, but the you can see the um, 
the little red popsicle sticks on the sides of the board. Yes. Those go. Those line up perfectly with the ends of the rod, so that prevents some of the back and forth. And then also at the back, those two red connectors with the white going across the top. Those yeah, are yeah, also yeah. pinning it in on either side. No, I was just asking um, what what releases it. Like what I mean, the tilting. What does that release? What's holding it back? Uh, the weight. Yeah, so you can think of the front edge of that second stack of dominoes, the one closer to the front of the board. You can think of that as the fulcrum. So uh, up until the very end, when the orange ball is at the very end of the track, the weight is oh, it's just, on the back end. Oh, are you saying it's just sitting there and just pure friction that's yeah. keeping it in place? Oh, okay. Okay, I would expect... It, basically, yeah. So it, it's, it's yeah. able to slide because all of a sudden the weight is all at the front, and then that end becomes heavier. It tilts on that fulcrum. It's like a sure. temporary fulcrum. It's not really attached to anything. It's a sliding uh, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. And then it slides, and then you can see the, 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 the little matchbox wheels there at the front do a, quite, a bit, quite a good job of taking over from there. Yep. And yeah, it it's, it's stable. It's pretty stable in that upright position. It's not like a hairpin trigger where it, like anything, any kind of movement will cause it to go. Like it's, it's very stable. Sure. And I like that stopping the billiard ball with that lever was enough. After the lever moves away from what was holding it in place, the billiard ball doesn't keep going. And the gate is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, the gate. Okay. Cool, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. It goes so back through. That, that's, a, that's a very precise mo motion to completely swivel at 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Can you imagine like <laughs> Well, it's like it's perfectly done because because there's no other distance for it to swivel. It can't over swivel because it would hit the ball and it can't under swivel just because it's being forced to. Like it has no choice but to swivel 90 degrees, you know. Yeah, but like imagine how close that is to the actual fulcrum of that lever and how oh, fast that's traveling. Sure. Yeah. Like if it's not done perfectly, it's just going to snap the lever right off of that track. Yeah, if that lever were long enough, the edge of it would be traveling at the speed of light. This is a fun fact for you kids out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it were infinitely close enough to the fulcrum. This is yes. true. This is true as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah. And then it goes right through right travels right back through the heart of the trick. And then I'm like, oh, wow, the trick is done. That red ball will never be used. Um, and there's a leaning capital back there. And that's what I'm assuming is released by this next. Uh, is there anything yeah. else you want to discuss about this section? The, uh, yeah, the five? so I think, I mean, a couple of minor things, I guess. But just that um, the, the hardest part about this is because I decided to do it as a self-powered thing, it's way, way easier to just have something you know, pull outwards and slide it directly on the on the ground, basically. Sure. Uh, but the fact that I have to build in that extra tilt means that now it has to start high, then go low again, and then go back up. You know? So you're adding extra height uh, because it has to go down first. So that made it a little bit harder to, to get it to go back up. And then also because of that tilt, you have to make sure there's enough room at the end of the track so that it can actually tilt down without hitting the tube. So you can see how close it gets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I do like the way it slides out from underneath it. Oh, that's a very I smooth was, connection. I was very... It, the, the fact that it rolls uphill at the very end is kind of a de facto shock absorber, too, which I love. It makes the motion really smooth. Yeah, because it just comes to a slow, you know, no ending like that kind of stuff can be grating when it's like okay this track slams into place and now the ball is <laughs> jarred into motion and you know it's like please please just yeah. you know multi-use yeah but no multi-abuse you're exactly right i 
I, I really work very hard at making every motion as smooth as possible. Hmm. So you're right, you see the Kapla there. This is the only instance, I think, in the whole machine where it looks a little bit strange because, like, why wouldn't you just do a domino and string connection there? Yeah, because it's, Lyle's irrational. He's a creature of yeah. flights of fancy. It's okay. <laughs> we'll stage an intervention for you. So oh the goodness. the falling capital is connected to that lever. It's yep. tough. It's impossible, actually, to see based on the camera angle. But it's a 90-degree lever. One end has the the blue rod on it. You can kind of see it moving. Yeah, it's got a there. magnet, I'm assuming. And it yanks the It's magnet. a magnet, exactly, yep. yeah. Yep. But you can, like imagine how that could very easily be done just with a domino string connection but instead i have this support for a domino fall out of the way which causes the domino to fall i mean it's visible it's okay you didn't have to pick it up every time you know you didn't have to walk around the table i'm sure you saved yourself maybe 15 16 seconds total um and that's that's pretty pretty great um you're right you're right i've convinced myself so like semi convinced myself that this whole noble journey to eliminating dominant string connections is really just a pursuit of understandability of like oh it really helps you understand the machine better because you can see the connections it's not just like a random thing falling into an endless void but really honestly who what are machines without the endless void though like truly there is yeah. no substance without the lack of substance anyway i like the uh i like the way that the ball the 10 ball on the uh, on the train performs on me when i'm not paying attention on the subway uh, it's very nice. It, it just it's jarred right back to the front, and then I'm like, okay, it's done. Oh wait, the subway's moving the other way now. Um, you know, yes. it's just a quick little auto tilt. It's like nothing fancy. So this train is a it's a model of of the L train in in New York City, and I bought it as a souvenir, uh, and I knew I had to use it in this machine. It was like I just had to figure out a way to to work it in somehow. Mm -hmm. I really like this this little it's it's a simple trick and sometimes those are really nice to to include just to kind of break up the flow a little bit as long as the motion small. is still relatively new it, it works mm -hmm. and yep and here we go to another shock absorber and another lever those levers are integrated very nicely with those shock absorbers I mean, I figure you had to get mm -hmm. it down to a science because it's happening over and over, and you have to use a way to have shock absorbed into an impulse. But yeah, just you know, rehashing. Something yeah, that's so the, the shock absorbers don't move that much in the grand scheme of things. It's like maybe half a centimeter that it moves. Compared so to the it's void, a real, it's a real challenge to try to translate that into any kind of meaningful motion. Sometimes well, the motion has meaning if you give it meaning. So I think I think you did in fact give it meaning by having that lever there. Yeah, we'll get to it later, but the, the release for the green striped ball, oh my god, like, you have to convert the motion of a tiny shock absorber moving into a release that's like half a mile away. Ugh, that was a pain. But These for logistical now, messes are what makes it fun, though. I, in my opinion, I will say that's sometimes oh, yeah. that's my favorite thing. When I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I need to transport this ball across four state lines with 15 cents and, you know, a half a cigar <laughs> that's been smoked. Like, you know, hell yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there would be no fun in machine building if it weren't for the logistical challenges. Um, and Because and, a lot of times there are multiple ways of accomplishing something, and there are a lot of ways that would look aesthetically pleasing, but oftentimes the overlap between those two is sometimes hard to find. Um, 
and that's the ultimate challenge for machine building is finding what looks best and works best and you know trying to minimize the sacrifices as much as possible yeah well what is this magic i'm looking at this i'm seeing the marble roll down this sky rail and it's hitting a lever that appears to move hardly move at all <laughs> and and like yeah. I, I at first i thought it was moving that like I see, like, a, a special connects piece, you know, that seems to be supporting the board. But is it actually supporting the board? It is not. It doesn't move. It is. It is? It is. It's moving it's like It's like the... That's like the hair Go trigger on. to Say end it. all hair triggers. It's so horrible. I know. Why couldn't you it have worked. it move more? Why? why like the entire board because earlier? Because any, any more... That it any more that that lever is pushed underneath, it, the marble didn't have enough power to push it out of the way. You need a stronger marble. And a better lawyer. <laughs> so there are a couple options here, and you're right. One is heavier marble. Two is completely reinvent the release system. Um, and then three would be like longer lever, maybe, or more energy efficient lever system. Top of a fall off table. He's right. <laughs> like, cause you got you got so much stuff mucking about. Like, you've got a falling structure and a billiard ball. And billiard balls, just they're like bulls in a china shop. You know, like, that. that's a lot of vibration at the other end of the board. But I guess since it's resting so, on top of it, it's fine. Yeah, that's my theory, too. I, I will say I don't fully understand why this was so reliable. Because this didn't actually fail. Okay, this wasn't like, it didn't fail that much. This was a never fail <laughs> kind of thing. There was never any early trigger for the board tilting. I don't... Except for, like, you know, unforeseen circumstances, like, you know, something falls on top of, like, a billiard ball, like, crashes into it or something. It's like the, the electron orbitals in that lever and the board still overlapped after it was moved out of the way. Like, that's what it looks like. To, I can't even tell that that lever is moving. It's, it, it legitimately yeah. looks like it's static. It's just static. So props to you for making that hair trigger... It never triggered early. I'm guessing because the weight. No, the board. and it's not even really. It's not even really a hair trigger. Like I could go straight up to the board and give it a little shake, and it wouldn't have gone. Well, it's because it's not afraid of you. you have well, to I mean, think about how, much, how many vibrations are caused by the the solid orange path. Yeah. I mean, it can withstand all of those, and sometimes, obviously, it would have to withstand multiple tests in a row because it would fail somewhere in between those two actions happening. And I never, ever had to go in and manually check up on that connection to make sure that it was still in the right position all right well i suppose I, that being pinned in place is what what it is i suppose yeah, I mean, I it makes guess. sense yeah i was surprised too but i did a lot of trials to make sure that i was making the right decision there because i was also you know, that just, just like you, you just know. like you are in disbelief that this was actually how how physics was going to allow me to, to physics was going to allow me to get away with this you know what i mean yeah it seems almost like maybe this is all cgi Anyway, so... I love the uh, release for the red ball. Yeah, I'm trying to... I was like... I'm like... I'm looking at this, and it's... The entire ball that the... The, the entire track that the red ball is on tilts to allow that red ball to roll down. And so the red ball... Yeah. Nothing is moved out of its way. It's just like, okay, the ground is lower now, so I can go. Like, okay, guys, they, yeah. they lowered the ground. We can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Precisely. And this was another example of how do I do this without having a ton of extra connections that take up focus and space. No connections, uh, literally. And, and this was society yeah, this has was progressed the, beyond the need for connections. <laughs> oh, I mean, goodness. hey, it's surprisingly apt for this machine. It really is. Yeah. 
This is true. And it's got a good path as well. And this was one of those... This is the only instance of a real multi-use trick in the whole thing. Where well, yeah, that tube is big use. Big multi. Yeah, well, it's the only time that a trick is actually multi-use. Okay, like sections of each trick are a lot of the time like obviously the the boards at the beginning that like flip the Jacob's Ladder boards they flip and they're used again woohoo multi-use but this is used for multiple paths and this is the only example of that um, this was really I think this is one of the tricks I made before I really had strict rules that I set for myself about how the machine was going to be made so I probably wouldn't have done that if this was a section that I had to make at the end but I actually don't have a problem with it at all. I think it's a cool little Easter egg of just like that one part of the machine that has multiple paths intersecting and overlapping. Yep. Yeah, multi multi use. Like you actually even left and went did another trick, then came back to it. You know, like a unfinished right. meal. Well, it had to leave to another trick and come back to it too because it would have been two tricks in a row that are on the same side of the line. Oh, can't have that. Wild practices redlining in his machines. Um, yeah. So it had the the ten ball <coughs> and the train little train trick, which we didn't actually talk about that much. There's, well, never mind. Um, I mean, if there's something you'd like but, to add about it, I definitely am happy to hear it. No, I'm, no, it's just that the the reason it tilts is because there's a weight off the table. Um, oh. But anyway. Um, yeah. So that's the one that it visits in between. So it goes to that one, then comes back to this, and an interesting byproduct of the whole thing about switching sides. Um, and the fact that uh, that I specifically made a, a, a choice for what order the billiard balls were going to be in. An interesting byproduct of that is that all the striped balls are on yeah. one side, all the solids are on the other. Yes. What I did to, to determine the order was I just lined them up in order, and then the order was determined by taking one off of each end. So it would be like 1, 14, 2, 13, 3, 12, and then... But, skipping the balls that I decided not to use. Um, I didn't use any maroon because I didn't have any uh, dominoes that matched because I wanted all the little holding cells to be color-coordinated. So I didn't have any maroon dominoes. I had red ones, but that would be used for the red billiard balls. Um, I didn't use... I decided to only use one green and one orange and one purple. I just didn't like those colors as much as the reds, the yellows, blues, yellow, or as red, yellow, blue. Um, and then I had to use black because it's like the eight ball machine. Uh, but yeah, so there were a couple of decisions that went into what colors to use. But yeah, that's 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 how it was chosen is make sure there's an even number of or equal number of uh, solids and stripes, and make sure that all that they all have color coordinated dominoes and holding cells. So that was the decision there. I'm impressed. You learned your colors as well as your numbers with this machine. <laughs> the nation's top lot. engineering schools will be knocking on your door soon. I and you were you were right by the way. I didn't give enough attention to that train trick, and I'm realizing now. I'm assuming there was a lever that released it to its a uh, upright. Yeah, let's. Yep. Yeah, let's go back there for a sec. Um, oh, I can't. I never was there. Sorry, top right. Yes. Yeah. So its first trip down, it hits that lever, which makes use of one of those hinge connects pieces, which you don't see all that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple. Those are endangered, actually. Yeah endangered species until until we get our supply of like thousands of Connex pieces from Connex uh, from Connex sponsorships but uh, yes you're right there's uh, this, the, the lever on the right side and then the way that it's held in place initially because I said there was a weight that's off the table um, which is pulling on it at all times it's an off table weight 
um, so there's something stopping it, which you can't see, but I can, I can describe it. So that domino, that big domino that falls over, you can see it pulls a string like at the very last second right before it snaps into the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's pulling a rod through a connect connector, and that connector is like on top of a, a like a block, so that it can't. It's un, the block's underneath it, and it can't go because it's the rod's on top. So it's the rod slides out and allows it to pass. Again, there are, there are alternate angles of all this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's I'll much take a good look at it later. Sure. Much easier to imagine that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, we can go back to the red path, the very end of the red path. Uh-huh. Which is um, the so red that, path. That plexiglass board... Yeah, where are you? Um, well, the red path ended just outside of East Berlin in 1945, but I'm on uh, at five, 57 seconds. 57 seconds. 57, okay, yeah. So a couple of seconds before that. Uh, just that, that plexiglass platform. That was one of the toughest connections to make. Not once I've decided what I was going to make, but to decide what the connection was going to be, uh, just because there's kind of that, there's not a lot you can do in that area. Like, I knew that the the red ball was going to exit that track, but I, I had to get around the whole construction that I made with that connection for the, the tilting board and, you know, the, the sky rail track there. But I didn't want to just put a track on top of it, because it would have to be like a wooden track or a Hot Wheels track or whatever, and you wouldn't be able to see anything underneath it. So I, I, it had to be transparent. Mm-hmm. So th- this was this was the reason that it it's the yeah. way it is. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see that poker chip, and then I would never be... Also, I would never be aware of the maybe 15 or 16 nanometers that that lever moves to get out of the way <laughs> uh, for, the, for the tilting board. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so every once in a while I like to include a trick in a machine that is like a a short little balancing act. The one that comes to mind is the the expanding ruler from Bet Losing Machine, where both of the balls go down without any guide rails. Mm-hmm. This is a, another little example of that, where it's just like, oh, no guide rails, teehee, what a funny concept. <laughs> I mean, the simplest things sometimes can really spice up a short section of machine, you know. Yes. And and sometimes it can be just as simple as using a different object instead of another ball you can just use a hot wheels car or something that's just just enough to spice it up a little bit and that that adds a ton of flavor i found you know even you know if the default is just ball on track you always look for a uh, a way to spice that up even if it's super basic like how about i attach the track to a car and then have the car move to a new place and then use the track again (laughs) or that but if you're looking to keep things simple like this no i have an idea i'll attach it to a a train Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're right. It is a good way, because you know, if you don't need them, it always yeah, amuses so. me when people include too many barriers and they're not necessary. So this is definitely the opposite of that. Yeah, and I considered after a bunch of fails. Like, oh, it failed. Add. You fool. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, in testing, I see. It seemed to be more or less pretty reliable once I actually got the final version set in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I considered not being dumb and actually adding ba- barriers to that. But then I'm like, that's eh, the whole point of the trick, isn't it? So yeah, we advocate for throwing caution to the wind. Us machine builders are risky yeah. types. I'm teasing you, but of course I, I do like that. And um, and of course yeah. the ball. I, I think it's also nice, by the way, because it's it's sometimes difficult to plan what you're going to do with the the height that you have with the ball. 
And so that you had to map out these paths to make sure that this red ball, you know, it ends its it, it ends its time here at the edge of the table, but it has to find its way back to the path in the middle. And I know firsthand what a pain it is to like, okay, I have like four inches of incline and I need to get this ball over here, and especially like with one ball paths or with this kind of thing, right? You know, I can imagine that pathing can get a little bit annoying when you have to make sure that the balls always end up where they need to be. Anyway. Yeah, well, I was glad I did that initial layout sketch of kind of where the main, the central path was going to be, but then also where each of the sections was going to be. Uh, that helped a tremendous amount just by kind of a general guideline of where each of the sections was going to be so that I didn't end up straying too far off of a pre-established path that I knew was going to work. Um, mm. So that wasn't the main issue. Um, yeah, because you plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to. I mean, obviously, the first step in making a machine like this is make the central path. I mean, you can't make all the tricks first, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be so stupid. That would be so stupid. Um. <laughs> wow. So this... that was... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that, that was... I was just going to say it again, but yeah, that, that was the first step, obviously. Just mm -hmm. to rebuild or build the, the, the path so that you can build the tricks in between it. My first step is just to get myself really hyped up on a lot of sugar, and then after that I kind of lose myself in a blur. And then I wake up and I usually have something that's hot glued to the back of the train, and it's like, okay, we're going to roll with this, you know? I can identify with that situation. So, here's this another, next... Here's another, great, here's another great example of connection that's I love the, the way that it is because of the... Oh really? It's so nice. I love it. It's 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 like a it's like a child born out of a, such a beautiful, you know, beautiful uh, circumstances. Like, yeah. I don't. I phrased that very this poorly. Was, this was. This is probably, if not the hardest connection, maybe the second hardest connection in the whole machine to figure out how it was going to work. Uh, it, definitely the one with the most iterations. I tried the most things in that small space. To, to get from the red ball, uh, well, solid red, to striped red. And, mm. oh my god, so many things, so many ideas with dominoes falling, or dominoes falling yeah. from a higher height, and levers. It has, and it has, like, an inch of space to move forward, and then, like, six inches to move laterally, and also six inches to move vertically. And you're like, why do I have to operate in three dimensions? It's just one of those moments where you're like, why can't we just be in flatland? I'm sorry, continue. Well, I knew that a string was going to be involved somehow. It was out of the question to have an entire lever that would somehow traverse that whole that whole space there. Because even if that would work, you'd end up with this giant, ugly construction that would pretty much block the whole trick. It would be right in front of everything. And the compromise was the that I was happy with was just that one string in front. That's all that blocks your view. Uh, so I knew a string was going to be involved, but... Obviously, like, the whole thing falls into the space that you have to use. So uh, it has to be, like, it has to somehow be flat, but also have energy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Pancakes do it. I mean, but yeah. It has to go from having a ton of potential energy to absolutely zero potential energy. And no profile either. Yeah, that's very difficult. I without being in the way it nestles into that so it, base uh or the base of the uh the, the actual hinged track too it's like actually attached to it oh uh, you know i love that you know i'm a sucker for that yeah yeah so i mean i'm assuming you noticed but it's a rubber band that's pulling it i mean yeah because it was it was 
vertical. Sorry, what? Oh, what was vertical? oh no, I, 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 I see that now. And I'm curious, I, I understand like it was assisted by more than just gravity when it fell, but why mm -hmm. did you need to pull it so hard? It's a billiard ball, man. Yeah, I forgot that. You're right, that's exactly why. I guess I figured that yeah. falling, I figured that it falling would be enough to release the billiard ball, but you're the one who tried to, to make this work over and over again, so you definitely know better than I. Yeah, well, I couldn't really attach any weight there at the end, because with weight comes space, and it couldn't be any taller yes. than that. Because that's, it, I mean, look at where the thing lands when it collapses on top of it. It's like, yeah, there's no space. It's, it, it, there's no space to put anything. So yeah. I have to build in some kind of, you know, fast motion without using weight. Yeah, you're right. It's and, and I, there's I, nowhere to like, there's nowhere to like to redirect a string somehow either. Yeah, I guess I would have gone for a lever, but now I'm realizing even a lever is just really finicky with a billiard ball because you know that billiard ball rests on top of a lever and you can't get that thing to budge. It just doesn't. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's that brings up a good point actually. Is uh, the method I use to release billiard balls, you see it quite a bit is not to release it from in front, like to release it in front and then it goes up to release it, but rather you poke it from the from the front pretty much and then you move it out of the way slightly. Um, you basically, you kind of put the lever at a diagonal from the side so that it can't move, it can't travel forward. Uh, it's a lot more reliable I found than trying to put it from underneath or like in front of it, anyway. Hmm. This was an idea that um, I think Joel came up with this during the building of Trickshot Machine. <laughs> and the the funny story behind it is that we thought, like he put, he pitched the idea to me, and we were totally going to do it. But then when we started playing around with it, we were like, wait, how come the ball isn't launching anywhere? Like, it you know, you have it go into this thing, and it like pokes it out the other end, and then as it lands on the table, it like launches it out again like that's no. exactly how physics works right no it's it think no. it's just it's just because like the way the, the wood slides through it's too rough and it, it just absorbs the impact completely it's really clever i like it though well no well not really i don't think it's the weight of the ball I, too it's well it doesn't even work with a ping pong ball it doesn't work with any ball because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. relative well relative the ball isn't actually launching anywhere like because it's the platform out. that it's on well, no, the platform that it's on isn't even launching anything. All that's happening is that it hits the ground before the track does, technically. Right, right, right. I'm just, I'm saying that if it had less distance to slide, it would launch. Because when you, when you, like, that, it's that same amount of impulse. Yeah. But it's spread over such a long distance that it's negligible. Like, you know, that's how, I think, that's yeah. how impulse yeah, works. You would, it's you'd like change over time. Yeah, um, you know better than Because, like, I've done, I've but, done stuff with that. You know, remember, like, I've, a long time ago, I had something that was on top of a, a block of wood, and it fell, and it bounces up. But that's because it happened yes, in an instant. Yes, well, yeah, that was the idea that Joel did in uh, Mousetrap Machine. It was, like, a re yep. revamp of that, which I love. I, bo I love well, both versions of it. The first time I saw yours, I was like, oh, that's insane. That's so cool. Um, so this was, this was an idea that we were going to make if it had worked the way we had envisioned it. And then... Yeah. It was just like, oh, that that's so lame. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. But I, I kept it in mind, and this was finally, what is it, like three years later or something, it finally makes its way into the limelight yet again. Yeah. But um, again, we talk about arts and crafts, too, is those little uh, like red striped barriers there on the top, just kind of like a, I don't know, they demarcate where the box is, I guess. Yeah. I do like that. I don't that. know why I... 
don't well, know why I thought of it, but I thought... You I have so many transparent cool. things, it's really helpful to be like, box ends here. You know? Yeah, that was part of it too, and it also kind of has a, a vibe, like a, not a Patekura Suichi vibe, but definitely one of those other Japanese builders that you have, um, that it kind of reminds me of something that yes. you do. Yes, I know what you're talking about. So I can't, here's can't my, put my finger on it. <laughs> we're moving to the next one, I think. Are you ready? Mm, yes. This is the trick that I'm probably most surprised by how happy I am with it. That's how I'll phrase it, I think. The, the, you mean the, the ones whipping around? Yeah, the Kapla tracks. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, I remember watching that and being very impressed. Oh, my goodness. It's, I mean, it's like a revamp of, of a classic, the classic, you know, that Joseph Hersher's got tracks on the wall and they, you know, they're, they're coming around for you, like kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. But powered by what appears to be a V8 engine. Um, and it's, it's rubber bands. It's rubber bands on Kapla. I'm seeing that. And that's, man, that yep. stuff is anchored. That stuff is anchored. Yeah, so it's that classic rubber band Kapla trick where you have two of them stacked and then, it, like, you push it slightly and it just, like, whips around, like, Kapla, yeah, truly a, a mind. Truly. Yeah, I would... I would bet that it probably was Capilano. No, it was. He invented it. I don't know. He for sure. invented it, and it was. Oh okay, my you God. know that for sure. Yeah, that okay, he, he, he called it new trick in his video, and it was such a good video. Uh, yeah, I can send you the link. Okay, the so video. yeah, it was definitely him then. I had no idea that it was definitely Capilano. For so, sure. Yeah, that's the, that was the inspiration for this. Um, but this was an area that I left until the like the last week of building. So the two last sections that I had to make were the b solid blue and solid yellow. And, oh my god, I was pretty worried that this whole space here, it's pretty large, right? It's, yes. like not, it's a pretty large space. I was worried that it was going to end up being way more lame, and it wouldn't feel like it really truly f fills its, or takes up its stage time. You know, it has too big of a stage almost. It's like, the trick is okay, but it's on such a large stage that it just looks out of place. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm surprised that I, I was able to come up with something like this because this was like the third uh, trick that I half built to go in this space before finally settling on this. Hmm. I had two ideas that I started out with and just got like halfway through making a prototype and they were just like, no, this just isn't it. This but isn't it. Yeah, killing babies is never fun. That's what I call it. You know, you're like killing you're killing babies. Just like the idea that could yeah. be, but yeah, um, uh, there's a chance that they'll come back, uh, and I'll get a chance to remake them again. Uh, but they were, they might. Want I made the right choice. I oh, might. Yeah. I made the right call uh, because they were both. They didn't look very polished, and if they were, if they worked, it wouldn't look good it would be kind of janky looking um mm -hmm. so I, I know i made the right call i gotta figure out ways to make them look better if i'm gonna ever bring them back but this is the first one that i made where i was really where i really felt like okay i'm on to something and of course mm -hmm. that's such a depressing moment too is when you when you you spend all day in my case making something and really putting a ton of time and effort into it and then it just like doesn't materialize into anything and then you have to go back to the drawing board again and think of an idea so that was two of those times in a short amount of time, and then only to, you know, turn around and try a third idea. You know, mm -hmm. that's just a recipe for failure. You don't expect anything particularly successful to come out of a situation like that. 
So to be to be granted the opportunity to make this, which I'm very happy with, I'm I'm surprised by how happy I'm with, I am with it. Like I said. Yeah. I'm glad that you came to something that you enjoyed. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oof. And honestly, quite. So there's an, there's another thing that's about this trick that I, that I find very curious. Uh, it's hard to picture it, but you can maybe imagine that there's no way to make the pivot point for both Kaplas to be in the same line. Like one has to be slightly to the left of the other. Yeah. Because if they were in the same spot, they'd have to basically, you know, mesh through each other somehow. They'd have to, no like you said, clip through each other. Yeah. So the pivot points have to be slightly off-center, which means that the tracks would have to... Like, they're, if they're lined up in the first position... They have to be detached When they swivel around, they'd have to... They'd be disaligned, oh. or they'd be out of line. They'd be misaligned, that's the word. Yeah. Right, so there's... There, there is a system built into these tracks that allows them to slightly shift the width of one capla as they slide into position, so that it does actually form a. Yeah, I was seeing that. They look like they're they look weird. Like there's a the, the movement of them is bizarre. They seem to be shaking left and back and forth quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. So you're right. They shake way more than they would if they were just directly glued to a capla block. Yeah. Um, and that's because there's they're sliding through the the frictional connection between yeah. a connector rod and a connector connector. Which is more than enough, or sorry, the, the the speed as it swivels around is more than enough to sure. move it through that. They're probably experiencing like G's. I mean, honestly. Oh my God! Yeah, but basically, <laughs> yeah, it's Newton's first law is like object in motion stays in motion. So the mo the track on top moves just a little bit more when it's when the track or sorry when the the block the, when the capla comes to its stopping position, the track on top still moves for just a little bit longer. Um, sure. So it's how does so it's allowed to slide through. My other question is just I see the tape measure and I see how it triggers the beginning. Is how is the tape measure's pulling? Is it just the weight of the ball enough to, to cause it to go? There's a release for the tape measure. Um, so the the clear marble, the big clear marble, the first lever is what releases the blue ball. The second lever. Now. Yeah, I see it now. There's yeah. a it's like there are two levers. I don't know if you can see it when I see it. Oh, you just can see it when the second I'm track. I'm completely moves. negligent. Yeah, no, I catch it now. I'm catching it now. Yeah, and you uh, can see the lever when the second track moves out of the way. But the that red connector with the white rod, it's like hooked onto the, you know, the hook yep. end of the tape measure. Yep. So when it tilts out of the way, it just like perfectly timed. The tape yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's good timing. Yeah. How is the second yeah. one released? The dice on the first one pushes that second one. What? Oh, I see, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's really smooth. That's really smooth. Having one trigger mm -hmm. the other was very nice instead of having a ball on a track or something trigger them, uh, the second one. Yeah, again, self-powered, yeah. This one's yeah. not as self-powered as the rest, obviously, because uh, there would be like really no consistent machine. way of doing it. Living machine but. challenge. Sustainability. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the the tape measure catches on the the first capital block as it gets released. It like little yeah yeah. yeah. And it's like, like you're coming with on. me, Bubba. And I, yeah, indeed, basically go with it. Yep. Interesting thing about that tape measure is um, the side that's facing up in you know that you, that you see here is actually the back side of it, which doesn't have a label on it. And I figured it would be kind of difficult to tell what exactly that object is if you don't see some kind of label on there. So I photocopied the, the label and then printed it out 
and then cut it out into a circle and put the label on the other side so that you could tell. I worry about you. It's details, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried. I mean, if that was just like a, a, a metal square, it's like, what the heck is that? Maybe this it's not true. super clear, even with the label, but... No, no, I, I recognize it, it immediately as a, as a tape measure, and I'm just teasing you. It's a very important detail. I think if without the yellow circle, you're right, I probably would have thought it was very advanced floss or, or something like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be a keychain, I think. Yeah, no, it's it got the like, key, key ring. Yeah. I use it as an actual tape measure most of the time I, to measure, like legitimately to measure things. I mean, that's what it would be meant for. I don't think you would have want to have a useless thing on your keychain, you know. I mean, I have my... Yeah. But I suppose. I have... Yeah. All right. I mean, I have a house key on my keychain when I go to school in California, but, you know, besides that, useless things. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Another um, example of one of those, like, very quick, very basic connections just to spice it up ever so slightly. Oh, yeah, the, the, the tire tilts. I wonder if you ever forgot to set that up. I feel like I would. I feel like I would forget to set that up. You wonder if what? I feel like I would forget to set that up. I wonder if you ever did. Oh, well, the machine barely ever made it to that point, so not really. Oh, okay. Ooh, this is a... This is a if you love me, love me, let you let me go. You know, <laughs> like let that ball, let that block take the plunge. Yeah, that was a tough transition as well, just because there's so little you can do to transition from that that shock absorber into getting us getting to release the purple ball. I mean, I this is I wasn't happy with the fact that I had to use a string here. That that's and that's oh, also wow. it's looped. That string is looped through a lever that's already been used to release a ball. That, that the one that went down on the thing that should have been launching, correct? No, which one? This the yellow string is looped through a purple. It's looped through a purple connect piece on top of what was already. A, oh, never mind. Never mind. That's what's being struck right now. I get it. I get it. So, the ball, the purple, the two ball hits a lever, which releases a domino, which pulls a string through the top of the lever. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that that second pulley point um, is attached to the, the the track that the blue ball goes down. Yep. But I mean, I love that stuff. It. I love that. You know, it's I just do there. I it's really, just I, I do. I have a, you know me. I have a soft spot for any yes. kind of multi-use. Yes, of course. And yeah. the ball. Oh, this is such a beautiful, beautifully aesthetic trick. You know, people will be talking about it. Is that a pizza table? Uh, yeah, the thing that picks up the ball is, yeah. But the main rolling disc is the lid to a trash can. No, I understand. I understand the main rolling lid is not a pizza table. Uh, and what's the die for? Well, the die is for holding it in place, I'm assuming. It's mostly resetability, yeah. Yeah. Because it rests against that wood stick. Uh-huh. And, uh. and also, also, I guess it's just to provide some visual contrast to what's happening on the other side so that you can really get the sense that it's actually rolling instead of just, like, yes, just the cup thing you get yeah. the sense that the entire disc is rolling it's true i would have i would have felt the disc was just sliding to the right uh if it were not for that die yeah. I, I tease but it is very helpful aesthetically i like the way i very much like the way it picks up the uh, the ball in the same way that the fork picked up the potatoes and in, in that that machine the dinner um yeah so the way the whole disc is rotating yes. i'll let you guess i'm assuming you'll get it right you're smart enough. You can guess how the how the disc rolls. It's not tilted, is it? 
No. 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 It's not tilted. Is there a counterweight inside? No. Well, it makes a full rotation. Yeah, it's also got this really weird lopsided way of rolling, which makes me wonder. <laughs> well, it's a trash can lid that was not exactly new. Like this was, I was staying in the the Airbnb in New York, and this was like, it was a bathroom trash can, so it's one of the small ones with the flip lid. So, you know, it's an IKEA trash can that's probably been used tons of times before I got here. So, you, it was dented oh. in a bunch of places. Sure. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that the weird lopsided rolling motion is not necessarily a hint to how it actually works. It's more of a hint to the fact that it wasn't, that it was probably just dented yeah. already. I, I'm actually like having trouble figuring out. Like I, I'm assuming it's not rolling down an inclined surface. That's what I would think it. No. Yeah. No, the whole table that would have to that would mean the whole table is tilted. Well, you never know. Yeah, Sometimes it's, reality deceives you. So there's a pulley in the back, in the center. Oh my god! Are you serious? Are you serious? And, and there's, there's a. a <laughs> there's a string wrapped around it. So and it's just like unwinding. It's just unwinding. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, wow. I would expect that to pull the thing back off the table. I'm assuming that there's. It's well. It's all. It also acts as a counterweight to the you know the stuff on the front end. Oh uh, yeah, there's a heavy billiard ball on the front. This is making more sense right. now. That's nice. That's right. nice. Wow, wow. Yeah, no, and you can't see it at all. I have, literally do not have any visuals on this. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, I I didn't even question it. I'm like, oh, it just has no choice but to roll. Wow, yeah, I did not pick up on that. I was just like, well, trash can lid has no choice but to roll to the right two feet. Yeah. Hmm. Very nice. Oh, my so gosh. The way it picks that ball up. Picks it up. butter. Then deposits the next ball. Like, I have obtained the, billy the ping pong ball. There's no more need for billiard ball. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, oh, there's so much to like here. This is amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just so analyzing where, where, the sequence. This is an amazing. Which sequence. part are you? Probably at? one of my favorites for sure. The way the uh, the pizza table is oriented so that it pops like the the, the two in the back pop with the uh, with the black plug, the, the two black prongs to pop that ping pong ball right into the opening of that tube, right underneath the Pythagoras switchy thing. It's just like. It's like. It's just a really great few seconds. I really enjoy it. And then the way that the the, the billiard ball rolls into place. Just in time to act as a as a actually a guide to that ping pong ball. It's, it's just brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm just liking the sequence a lot. Definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I don't know which one's your favorite. <laughs> well, I never I never designed the I never designed it to be to cut it that close. Uh, this is true. Cool Out of the timing out that way. Yeah, I guess fortune. Favors. So that that folded playing card there was a last minute addition. This was so that that area like right underneath the curved tube. Is such a minefield of random dumb things. I see it. That are just oh my god. There's so many little tweaks that have to. Oh, it's, it's just not a fun area. There's so little flexibility there because when the the yellow ball goes to the far end of its ramp, there needs to be enough space underneath that tube for the ball to lift up before it starts rolling down. So you need that space there. You can't put anything there, and then it needs to stay at the end somehow. But it also needs to have a slope. If I was smart, I would have designed this whole thing so that it's sloped when the ball, the, when the yellow ball is rolling on it. If I was smart, I would have done that. It's not actually sloped, so it needs some kind of initial impulse to get it to have enough speed to roll towards the end. 
So you use the playing card and you use the the yeah. existence of the, the billiard ball. And there's also right. that little right-angled mini connects lever there. Um, yeah, which you, is so hard to really tell what its purpose is. And I've kind of forgotten what it actually does. But it was useful at some point and it somehow didn't work without it. So I kept it. I'm not that happy with it, but it's it's there. Yeah, you've grown. But yeah, the the, the playing cards. card. The playing card was a, such a savior because it has. You have to. I had to put some kind of slope there that wouldn't be there. Uh, effectively, wouldn't be there when the billiard ball rolls in. Would be there when the yellow ball is rolling down, and then would not be there again when the billiard ball has to exit the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are just rolling back up, and the the things are traveling in multiple directions at multiple times on this board, and multiple yeah, that put a ton of constraints. Yep, that was not not a lot of fun. Whoa, I do like the falling barrier into place though, and the, the clever way that that tilting releases the billiard ball instead of having to have something else kick it out or anything like that. It's just yeah, self powered. So this one, purple stripe, uh, stripe purple path is probably. I haven't like done the the official math on this, but I think it's the path that has to travel the furthest, like the one where the ball starts furthest from its ending point. Mm-hmm. Sure, I can see that. It's definitely traveling in that, uh, you know, in a very. Yeah, 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 it's going back and forth a lot. Sorry, I don't have words. Wow, and it just ends right where it needs to be. Man, imagine planning your machines. Anyway, just just is just a meme. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even if you plan your machines, you can't still avoid the existence of right angle lever with no real purpose. Which right angle lever are you? Uh, Which one are you looking at? Oh, I thought you were. This, I thought this was one of those BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> Which right angle lever are you? <laughs> the fighter, truck freak. I'm 135 augmented snipped modified connects lever with modified base. <laughs> and no foam, please. No foam. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Is this uh, the solid yellow path? Solid yellow. Yeah, now we're on solid is, yellow. Uh, oh, solid yeah. yellow path this begins with a domino that is so modified, so modified. It's like amazing. Okay, anyway, yeah. So we we go from there. Because I understand, you have to release a billiard ball, these things, raising a billiard ball, oh fuck, I forgot how cool that trick was, sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm assuming just the weight of the billiard ball was all that was keeping that track in place. Um, but right, what? there's quite a bit of hidden weight underneath the end of that track, it's, I think, two or three ring weights, so 100 grams in total. Um, so it's just ever so slightly light enough to stay in that position, um, but the added impulse of the billiard ball causes it to go and then it falls down and then because the fulcrum is right next to the the point of rotation for the arm uh, like those red dominoes what's causing that rotation i don't see a counterweight is that the red dominoes red dominoes on the sides so oh, once that i see once it's the central yeah yeah got it you're really yeah, once the central track yeah, Once the central track goes down, it's it flips them because the point of rotation is so close to the fulcrum. Yeah, you're really you're really getting close to the fulcrum. This this machine has been characterized by a lot of uh, fulcrum um, near fulcrum activity. Um, mm. um, you, you like that? Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. This I was really happy with. Well, I, I think the the original plan, if I remember correctly, was to do this without 
is to do this mostly as a timing trick without having it stop in the middle, but it was just it wouldn't it, it was too fast. There's no there was really no way to do that. So mm -hmm. but I was really happy with the way that I was able to incorporate the the gate in there and make it again self powered. Like it it doesn't require an extra connection to get to, to remove the gate at all. It's it's powered by the the arm that moves. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's very very smoothly integrated. And when you watch it at full speed, it doesn't even occupy any spatial memory at all. Like, you don't even register it. it. You're watching the big thing move in, and you just don't even realize it. Don't even realize it stopped, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it comes up, and I'm like, oh, it's vertical. And then it, it lands, and it's horizontal. And I'm like, oh, yes, just as it was always. Don't even really, really, yep. really understand that it flipped until afterwards. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um... So the, and the two perpendicular tracks, so that it starts in line with the the track and then as it flips it becomes yep. a perpendicular track here's that connection i was talking about that's like where you have to teleport halfway across the world yes yes i see this it, oh my goodness um this is yeah really unpleasant i see uh so you you knock over a dom no you don't knock over a domino you release a billiard ball wow that entire thing is just the lever isn't it <laughs> oh yeah it is it's In also the holding the, the it's also holding the clear plastic, though. It's also I see. holding that. I, in the future, we're going to build skyscrapers just to release balls at, at high height. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what they so do in Japan already. How do I preserve as much possible energy that comes in as to, to yeah. go out without that's losing difficult. any of that energy or motion in the whole system? Just one lever, though. You know, you lose more the more levers you have. So that's really well done with just that single lever. Most direct yeah. transition. Okay. But I mean, again, it's a spatial spatial constraint too, because like, there's yeah. so little space to work with. I can't put anything in the path of the car, the the rolling truck thing. So I have to work in that little space that kind of goes down the side and then up. I'm able to work up as far as I want, but like, oh man, yeah, that was not yeah. fun. Oh my Tons god! But the result, this trick is so adorable. I love it so much. The the linked descending and you know and translation of the truck, mm -hmm. um, and the and the uh, and the elevator right, or you know the it's just, I love it so much. And the way that the elevator, you know, way that the way the cart is tilted one way by by you know just by nature, and then like it's only tilted the other way when it arrives at its destination. It's just like a dumb waiter or like, um, you know, I can't really describe it. It's just very nice and automated. Well done. So, so aesthetic. This trick was the most miserable thing to work with. Out oh, of all of them. well, I'm sorry for your pain, but oh my goodness, it produced something amazing. Go ahead and tell yeah, me. Yeah, well, it was definitely worth it. I knew it would be. Um, but the reason I mention that is because it's very surprising to me, at least, that that was the case. I mean, you think about the, if I had tried to explain the other tricks in this machine, you would immediately go, "Wow, that sounds really complicated." That I must, probably that wouldn't understand. Really, yeah, that must be the really challenging one. No, 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 no. This, this one, the simplest concept out of all of them, practically, is by far the most miserable one to work with. This was the most frustrating, required the most tweaks, it was the most inconsistent, uh, it just, it fell Deceptive. apart at least twice. I see oh why. God, it's it like it's awful. tall and a bit difficult to support, and I can imagine, you know, like the ball coming to the bottom of the escalator, like it has to roll out, and I feel like... I don't know. I can see a lot of things that can go wrong, but now now that oh I'm looking at it, you don't see it in the this take, but you see it in the overhead shot. The weight that falls off the table—it's like 
300 ring weights. It's so much weight. It's so weird. Conceptually, when I thought about this idea, I was just thinking, okay, the weight of the billiard ball would be enough to cause the elevator to to descend. And then when when it shifts towards oh my goodness yeah that's like arduous suddenly that weight is removed and then you can have some kind of thing pull the other end and just that difference of weight of where the billiard ball is located should be enough to be the difference between allowing those movements to happen you shouldn't need to add any extra weight to pull the cart but right? no, you really but no, you need you need like five hundred pounds. It's insane. I didn't I did not foresee that at all, and it was such oh. an added constraint to this whole. Well, thing. it makes sense, right? Because you've added the weight of the billiard ball to the cart, and that's well, like you friction. did, but you, you you don't. But you think it's much easier to translate something from side to side than it is to lift something up and down or to move something up and down. That was my th- and especially because there's no friction, observably at least, on the on the truck. It's like completely on wheels. There's very little friction there, and like I, I I was so confused by how much extra weight you needed to add to get it to move. That was definitely an unexpected roadblock. But then the the amount of weight kept changing. It required different amounts of weights. There was a time, it was like several weeks long, in fact, where the descending motion was so slow it would go to, it would take like five seconds to descend all the way but it would it would still it would still work which is the weird part it would like it would like go in but it would it would be just enough to get it to move slightly but it would continue moving it wouldn't like fail but it would just take an extra long time to do that i i'd, I'd never understood why that was the case it was so weird yeah, I can see that. That weight is brutal. I'm like looking at that. I like the way you triggered it. Of course, it's like an, it's what I love. I love it when weights pull themselves off the table because, like, you know, like why should I yeah. have to do that for you when you can do it to yourself? Yep. So I mean, that was the one thing I was happy with is that it is still somewhat self-powered. Doesn't require any other connections to make it happen. But oh god, but all that <sighs> weight's damaging. That's like that that kind of thing. Oh, you know, it wreaks havoc. Yeah. You know, not just on your machine, but on your arteries as well. Because it's just so stressful. Yeah, definitely. But I, I was also happy with the the tilting mechanism, like yeah. the sloped sloped green domino that like so smooth retilts it. it. Yes, that was that was another major challenge to this trick was figuring out how I was going to make the board on top tilt uh, without using extra connections to do it. Because I could just you know have a domino fall off the table and pull a string to tilt the thing, or to have Bloat something fall player. on top of it. Yeah, I, I wanted to do it completely naturally as like just an extension of the natural motion of the machine itself. So mm. it's no pain without like, I wanted it to seem natural, like, oh, of course that's how you would do it. That's very obvious, like very natural. It doesn't look like some extra step. Um, so that was kind of the, the, the challenge there. And this was a, an idea that I had early on of how I was going to do it, but that was also a reason why it takes so much weight. Is because you know that's not a very energy efficient method of it, so that mm-hmm. that requires a ton of weight to get to to have just enough energy to pull it and then have it slide underneath that to tilt the board. Yeah, I was happy. I'm very happy with the final take, though. There are tons of For sure. versions of this during testing, especially where it was it Messy. looked awful. It worked technically, but it looked really bad. Yeah, we're this was great. This was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a great take. And sometimes the ball would like roll weirdly on the board too. It was it would roll up too far initially 
So it would kind of be, it wouldn't even like look like it was resting in its at, at the back position. Yeah. It would look like it was just like in the it's middle of the board. Facade. And then when it tilted at the end, it would have like nowhere to go. So it would just come out pretty much immediately. It was just, eh, it was just kind of bad. It was kind of bad. Whoa. <laughs> so this is the little the little hand at the end. Yeah, I'm looking at this mechanism. I love this mechanism. It's it's just the kind of intricate that I uh, my my diet requires. Um, so which mechanism are you talking about? The the actual release for it? Sure, sure. So the the, the billiard ball hits that lever, which releases the the the, uh, the weights, which and the in and in, in, in turn the weights. Uh, oh my god, what does the leaning domino do? Ugh. Oh well, that comes in. Oh, later. okay, that that comes in later. Yeah, yeah. So, so the weights come down. That's that's tilted. Okay, that twists. So the question is, how the does yellow. it how does it start moving though? That's the question. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I see. It. Yeah, there's something holding the, the. There's an orange connects piece holding the, the hand back, and then that's rotated out of yes. the way by the weights. Oh my gosh, that must be a high powered hand. What is that thing mounted on? That's rotating. It's it a that ball bearing. It's like a ball but bearing thing. What's Spinning. The weights don't have anything to do with the motion of the finger. I'll I understand. The weights, the weights, they just, they're just releasing the finger. Yes. Why do you need so much to release that finger? So here's the clue. Um, look at the back of the hand. When it, like, at the moment when it pushes the green ball. It's got a magnet? Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, there, but... The magnets are not attracting. Oh, it was held in place as a repelling magnet. That's very clever. You yeah. walked me right so to that's that how it, that's how wow. it's, that's how it has so much speed to to, to move around. Wow, you used that's repulsion. It, you used repulsion, yeah. dude. I just use repulsion to alienate people. That's amazing. Very it has well multiple done. uses. That's multi. -use oh my god! You. And I love the way it helps uh, push itself that last ninety degrees using that uh, that extra helping. Uh, yeah, that was the initial it. idea. Actually, that was... Oh, you, you were going to use a single falling domino to push that thing through 180 degrees of rotation? No, no, no. The, well, the idea was branched off of this, is to have a half rotation that triggers another half rotation when uh, the other end comes around. And okay, I was going to say, the ball bearing is smooth, but it's not God. <laughs> yeah, that actual aspect of this whole trick gets a little bit lost. It's kind of more like a secondary addition to it, is what it ends up reading as. That, ended, that was the actual inspiration for the whole thing but it ends up kind of just reading as a secondary thing but anyway um, I mean, funny how these what, things turn out you know yeah well that's how it that just gives it it's just enough to get it to push that that last little bit yeah wow that was that oh my goodness that is that oh i also forgot to mention you can see the blue foam on the t on the table leg yeah for impact, vibe, yeah, bad vibes. Yeah, I mean, you, otherwise you hear like a clank, clank as it's like ro rocking back and forth, and it was just, just I hated the way it sounded. Yeah, wow, lord that over me. Oh my goodness. So now we we the grand finale is all the balls going in order. Yeah, and it's just I mean it's there's not much to discuss there, but it's very aesthetic. Uh, and I kept mentioning the plastic yeah. guards because they threw me off. I was like. It looks like the balls roll to the end to just stop. Like that's, you you can't use things that are invisible. It's cheating. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like Harry Potter was not a good example. Like you can't just do that. It's just being invisible. It's not allowed. 
Um, so there are actually yeah. a couple of things to mention here. So the actual paths are made out of those skewers that are pretty ubiquitous in the whole in the whole machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the rails that actually the things you mentioned earlier, like they taper at the ends. That's what at, at each holding cell. That's what it rests on. Um, so it's used there. They're also used as the guide rails for the the main path. The corners, the clear the the, the clear plastic is from a orange juice carton, which is nice because it's already you know pre curved. Uh, so it's it's not as hard to hold in that position. So that that was the main inspiration for the whole thing. Basically, is 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 obviously billiard ball chains have been kind of a thing in the community for the past couple of years. Yes. There have been a couple of iterations on it. Um, but the inspiration for this came from the realization that you could really just space them out and put a ton of space in between each of the balls, which led to the idea of, okay, well, maybe you could make a whole path Machine, across yeah. an entire table. Um, and then if you make it an, a path across an entire table, maybe you could put turns in there and maybe like make it weave in and out of stuff. And then I'm like, oh, well, you can make a machine in the inside the gaps and then make it weave in and out of the machine. And then like the, the big brainstorm lightning bolt idea was, okay, you make a machine where the machine itself builds the, the path and deposits the balls in sequence. Mm. Um, and then at the very end, the big finale is that it topples all of the balls that were used. So that was... And that was like an idea that that came all at once, practically. And then I knew, I got so excited about it that I knew it had to be the next project that I made, that I made, that I built. So, so that's you did. the uh, yeah. I did. Yeah, I had a, I had a bunch of other ideas uh, <coughs> in my idea list for ideas or for video ideas, but this one just rose directly to the top because I was so excited about the uh, the concept for it. It's very timely too because Gabe just did his video about billiard ball tricks, and yeah, you know, it's definitely something that's the hot definitely topic. something that's. A hot topic, yeah, is billiard ball ideas and chains and yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. And then the the last thing to mention, I guess, is just the um, the, uh, the 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 pocket at the end that the D eight ball goes into. That was custom ordered from a place that makes billiard ball equipment. It was what? the only place online. It was the only place online that I could find that sold pockets for billiard balls. In, like they sold them by ones, you could buy one <laughs> as opposed to like a set of six. That's impressive. Uh, so that's impressive dedication one. to it. Yeah. Out of pocket. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Funny, and also um, this. Well, oh, one thing you can see the lever there in the background of this shot when it's in the yes, yes. the cup. <laughs> I'm noticing that now. That was supposed to be hidden. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so th- again, we, we mentioned arts and crafts. Like this took quite a bit of arts and crafts to get it to work because the original billiard ball pocket—it's made for regular size billiard balls. So it was way too big, so I had to cut off some of it and make it a little smaller, um, and then you know find a new or find like some kind of circle that, it could, that I could attach it to. I ended up using like the the rim of a PVC pipe that I caught that I like sawed off, um, and then the whole—you can see the like the black U shape there that's made out of the inside of that is is dominoes that are taped together secured to the the uh, the rim of the pvc pipe and then it's just plastic uh, sorry not plastic cardboard the black pieces of cardboard that are there there's like the u-shaped one and then there's two on the inside so there's one for the smaller diameter and one for the larger diameter uh-huh any last thoughts is that or are we done 
honestly, just a really solid machine. Really cool premise that I somehow managed to miss until I literally watched the entire thing. I like the compartmentalization of the tricks. I will say, um, it does not make the machine feel as cohesive as I, I like. You know, normally I like to see like a machine as a complete organism, but I also at the same time mm. think it lends this really great structure to it. Like, um, you know, it is, it does it. It just it's a really cool way that you've split it up into ideas that are like easily digestible. Um, you know, it's like the ball right. does this, right? And you still maintain multi-use in there, right? And it's still intricate. It's still really, um, yeah, it's still it's still a really good machine to watch. It's really aesthetic. You paid a lot of attention to detail um, in terms of making sure things were visible or things weren't visible or things that were visible, well, you know, looked the way you wanted them to look. And I think that definitely paid off. Uh, it's a very wealthy machine. Um, and it's not as cramped um, as machines that yeah. you've built in the past. Yeah, well, I... That was, I guess I should mention that too. That was the whole, that was one of the main things that I wanted to accomplish with this is I wanted to treat this machine kind of as a practice for live events because this is, uh, this is, I think, before we knew there weren't going to be live events this year, but I've never really been 100% satisfied with a live event machine in quite some time. So I wanted to practice basically so i treated this i treated this machine as if it was a live event machine where i wasn't going to get too bogged down with filling every square inch so i let things breathe a little bit and i just said okay if the trick doesn't take up that whole section so be it i'll leave some open space it just isn't going to take that much space um so that was and it, and it ended up the fact that i planned out 10 different tricks to fill a table there isn't going to be a whole lot of extra space just by nature of that um but i never went out of my way to fill space that ended up being empty. And I, I successfully did that the whole way through. I never deviated yeah. from that plan. It's just that the plan itself required a lot of space. Yeah, so you ended up doing it. But you're right, That was it's interesting that you say uh, that it doesn't feel as cohesive as some of my other stuff, and that's entirely true. It was an interesting experiment, I think. Uh, no, I think you should probably delete your channel now. <laughs> Well, that's certainly an extreme option. I would say it was a, it was a successful experiment, but I probably wouldn't do something similar to this again um, for that reason. Yeah. Sure, it's not a big I, deal. I, I still because I, I do like uh, a machine that feels like a lot of things are interwoven a yeah. little more than this. It's um, the Noah. But effect. really, any anything anything can be s successful. I think if you go if you really devote a lot of time to it. And, yes. Uh, it, this was. I just spent like three months on this, so hopefully yeah. it pays off in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So I think that's it, though. Um, that is it. Thanks for watching this episode of Making Connections. As always, if you'd like to watch this episode from the beginning, you can find it in your subscriptions feed or on my channel page for the next week. After that, the only way to find it is in the Making Connections playlist. The link for that is in the description. Or if you're okay with the audio-only version, it's available on podcast platforms like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a couple other podcast platforms. You can go to anchor.fm slash makingconnections for more information on that. Uh, thank you to the RGM Guy one for joining me on the show today. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed watching this video. And this week's sponsor is Squarespace. Make your own streamlined online <laughs> <laughs> if you like this episode leave a comment down below telling me what you thought and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss the next episode 
That's it for me. I'm Jack of All Space 98. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you in the next episode of Making Connections. Yeah.